If you turn your Bibles, please, to 1 Kings chapter 17, I'd like to begin to read in verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was in the habits of guilt, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering her sticks, and he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel, that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathered two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me, my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the crucible fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crude of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' name. And we recognize, Lord, that we can do nothing, we can say nothing that will be everlasting, unless the Holy Spirit leads and guides us and quickens our minds and thought. And I ask you to get glory to thyself in everything we say and do. Reach somebody for your sake today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This story is about a great man of God called Elijah. As you read chapter 17, 18, and 19 of 1 Kings, you'll see, number one, Elijah is sent by God to do something for him. Then God prepares his servant for the trouble he'll face as he goes. God feeds Elijah by the book of by ravens. Then God feeds Elijah by the widow woman's oil. Now remember something. God says in Isaiah 41 and verse 10, I will help thee. Another verse states, I've never seen a child of God begging bread. In other words, be a good courage. God will take care of you. David cried out, Help, Lord. 
and God helped him in time of trouble. No doubt about it. We're going through some dark days, but God will see us through it. What we need to do, we need to see the end of this thing and not just the beginning. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Psalms 37, verse 23 through 25 is some of my verses that I use for myself quite often. Verse 3, verse 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his ways. Then verse 25, I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Notice with me, please, for every promise of God, there are qualifications to those promises. For instance, I feel sorry for unsaved people during this time that we're living in. God is not their Father. This verse, and many more like them, tells us God takes care of His own. This verse is all the, This verse is to the righteous. Jesus asked the man in the book of Matthew, Who do you think I am? The man answered, A prophet or a good man. Jesus answered, There's none good but God. So the first qualification of this promise is, Are you one of God's children by faith in His Son, Jesus Christ? That's righteousness. If you are, then you can claim these verses and these promises. Things might get worse. And you'll be alright though. Things might get bad. God still watches over you. I remember as a little boy back in 1943 or 44, my daddy was a farmer. We had very little. One time I heard my daddy say, uh, well, we got one more can of sardines for dinner and a can of, and, and some biscuits, some good old homemade biscuits. By the way, I still like those old sardines and mustard. And you can get in cans and those homemade biscuits. But we made it. God is good. Amen? I believe this with all my soul. God will take care of His own. I know a lot of my friends are losing their jobs or have already lost their jobs during this time. And I know that they were making good money. I also know God said, if you don't work, you don't eat. God expects us to do the best we can, and then He takes over. A person came to my office to see me some time ago, and they said, Preacher, I can't find a job. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, they said that they interviewed for several jobs, but they were overqualified. I said, Walmart is hiring greeters at their store. Get one of those jobs. Well, I couldn't do that. I'm used to making $20 an hour or better. Here's what I know works for anybody. You take what you can get until you can get better. Amen? By the way, you never quit the job you got until you got a better one to go to. I practice these principles in my own life, and I know they work. Another thing I know works also, you're never too old to start over if you have to, if God is with you. Never, never, never give up. The older you get, the more you learn. You can do better 
than you used to do. Now let's go back to Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17. Elijah, a great child of God, comes on the scene. And God says to him, trouble is coming. And I want to go to and And he said, I want you to go to Ahab, that terrible king, and his wife Jezebel, and speak to him for me. Ahab, first time he saw Elijah, he said, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And old Elijah said, No, you are. But before this, God let Elijah know, I will take care of you everywhere you go. And to prove this, God told Elijah, Hide thyself by the brook Cherith. Now remember, there was a drought during this time. Then God fed Elijah there by ravens, carrion eaters. He drank of the brook, but the brook, the Bible says, dried up. Then God sent Elijah to a widow woman to take care of him with just a handful of meal and a little oil. Chapter 6, 17, verses uh, 12 and verse 13. Elijah said, Give me first. That's simply meaning God first and then you. Then in verse 16, And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord. What is taught here is simple. If a child of God will serve the Lord with what he has, then God will take care of you. And it's never like you think it ought to be. God uses strange things to get His job done. I think about that a great deal. God used a big old boat one time to save Noah. And God used a whale. God used a a chicken to crow. And you can go on and on and find strange things that God uses in His Word uh, to get His job done. But we need to remember what God has done for us in the past. He took care of us so far. He can take care of us still. Remember my favorite verse on this subject now is Psalms 37 verse 25. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Now let me give you very quickly how to have the qualifications though of having God's blessings on your life through it all. Number one, it's the whosoever will. Romans 10:13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now this isn't a reason. There isn't a reason in the world anyone cannot have the blessings of God on their life if they want to and if they will. John 3:16 plainly tells us that God so loved the world. So I know God loves us. Amen? So it's on our part, not on His. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is simply wants you to turn around and see yourself as God sees you. That's what that word repentance means. A sinner needs a Savior whom Jesus is. John said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus is your Lamb. Jesus is your sacrifice for your sin. But you have to believe that and accept Him as your Lamb, your sacrifice, your Savior from sin. 
That's that only, and that's the only way that you can be made righteous. Now, the question is, will you accept Him as such, the Savior, your Savior? The night I got saved, I didn't know how to pray for salvation. The pastor prayed with me something like this. Lord, I'm a sinner. Dear God, I know and believe Jesus came into the world to save me. I do right now accept You, Lord, into my life as best I know how. Jesus, You, I'm asking You, will You save my soul? And praise the Lord, He did. Romans 10.13 Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, I know I did, and I know the Lord said He would save my soul, and I know He did. That qualifies you and I for all the blessings of God for His children. You're now one of His own. Here it is then. Quit worrying. The Bible says worry is sin. Uh, Start trusting. God will take care of you through it all. Just a quick outline. I want to show you something. What are some of the things God is teaching us in 1 Kings chapter 17? Number one, why do bad things happen to good people? The important thing is not if troubles come, but how will you respond to these troubles? Will you be a hero or will you be a loser? Number two, will you trust in the brook or will you trust in the brook maker? Will you trust in the oil, widow's oil or will you trust in the oil's maker? God is the one that has it all. Now, watch this. Why is this troubling, this trouble happening to you and I, and why did it happen to Elijah? Number one, to prepare us for the future. Rather than what's going on right now around us. This is not the last trouble we'll ever be in. There's probably worse trouble coming. Number two, God is teaching us to trust God rather than what's going on around us. Remember this, God knows what's going on. Number four, God is preparing us a way to help others. If we go through hard time, we can always help somebody else who's going through hard time later on. Number five, God is letting all this happen to make us more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the sufferings that Jesus suffered for you and I on the cross. Think about this. Three things. Number one, realize what's going on. Number two, rejoice. God's in control. Number three, remain faithful. I found this little thing several years ago. Listen to it. Said the robin to the sparrow, I wonder why these moles run to and fro and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, It must be they have no heavenly father to take care of them as you and me. Amen? Now listen to me. As we close, I want to give you something very important. And if you'll bow your head right there where you're at, doesn't matter where you're at. You can be in your car. You can be in your home. You can be in church building. Anywhere you want to. But if you'll bow your head and heart to God and ask Him to save your soul, if you never have, it's simply because God made it simple. Lord, I believe You are my Savior. Lord, I ask You out of my mouth to come to my heart by faith and save my soul. 
I'll trust you to do so as best I know how. That's simple. That's a simple prayer. But I was reading, and we'll find out a little later on, if you'll keep reading the book of 1 Kings, that Elijah prayed fire down from heaven. Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal. And as he he called that great prayer, that Elijah prayed for God to send fire down from heaven. I found out there's only 53 words in that simple little prayer. Here's what I'm saying. It don't take long prayers. It don't take a bunch of crying and agony. It takes simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and God's Word. And if you will do what God asks you to do to be saved, He will save your soul. But it's what stands between you and all eternity. If you will ask Him to save you, you have eternal life. Please, if you would please, write me and let me know. I'd like to rejoice with you if you accepted Christ as your Savior. Or, I'd just like to hear from you if you'd like to write and tell me when you accepted Christ. I always rejoice when I hear somebody coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and when they got saved. I know I got saved when I was 26 years old. And here I am, 84 now, and I'm still rejoicing in my salvation. And I'd like to rejoice with you. If you would, write to Brandon Fellowship Baptist Church. 2700 John Moore Road, Brandon, Florida, 33511. Or phone me if I'd like to talk to you at 813-486-3569. I thank you so much for listening. And God is blessing on every side if we would just give God the glory and worship Him as our God and our provider. So stay strong, stay true, God will take care of you. Amen. Father, would you bless the reading of thy word? Bless everyone that's in hearing distance. Father, would you bring that one to yourself? Get glory to thyself in everything we say and do. We love you, Lord, the best we know how. Teach us to love you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.